everybody and welcome to the latest episode in the remarkably good Totem Talks. My name is Mark Smith. My name is Helen Fruin. And together, oh, we've already done that intro, haven't yeah, we? we? Yeah, let's try something different. No, no, we won't. Uh, we are Totem. We are the commanders and chiefs of the good vessel Totem. And today we will be talking about talent management. Mm-hmm. Which is very 2002 of us in my mind. It's well, even a, 1997. Yes. I, I'm not sure when you know. I think most people, when they've if if they've clicked on the link because of talent management, they will probably have heard of the war for talent and various other you know very toxic statements like that. Frankly, yep. Um, so we're here today to talk about talent management. And why are we talking about talent management? <laughs> we're talking about it for two main reasons. One is that the two most searched items on our YouTube channel are what is a Gantt chart and what is talent management? So we figured we could do with updating because the last time we posted something on talent management was a long, long time ago. 2014, I believe. Okay, so this is our update for people who like to search what is talent management. Now they can find this instead of a 2014 video. And the other reason is that even though we expect that people know what it is, I think it's worth talking about perhaps how talent management has changed in recent years and how it needs to change in future. So there's Mm. a more future-proofed version, I guess. Good. I quite like that. Now, uh, I I have to admit straight off the bat that um, I'm not up to date with talent management. I thought it had, had died a death in sort of early 2010 around about the time when we began to acknowledge that everybody in their own particular way has got a talent. And when we talk about talent management systems within a a company, we often start to segregate people from one another and say, well, these people are talented, these people are not. And we're not really supposed to be doing that anymore. I'm not saying we're not allowed to, but that kind of segregation um, it is not something we do. So how do we how do we describe talent management without smashing on everybody's toes whilst doing it? Yes, very fair question, right? We don't want to think about just segregating people into talent pools and so on. So a bit of history to talent management, as you say, 1997, 2002. 1997, a McKinsey paper comes out saying the war for talent. Uh, we are now in an age where talent, talented people can have their pick of the bunch from employers because there is more there are more employers wanting talent than there is talent so the, mm. the the buyer's market if you like is on the talent side employees can choose where they work now that's already gone in and out of changing focus a number of times and with the su- suggestion that we're now heading into perhaps a longer recession, perhaps that will flip the other way again. But what stayed consistent the whole way through since 1997 is the point that when organizations say our people are our greatest asset, which I can't think of a single organization where that's not true. Well, you'd be stupid not to say that, frankly. You'd, yeah. And most people say it and not really put their money no. behind it. But let's just go with it. So if people are your strongest asset, then how do we think about managing that asset? And so you could just call that people management. But because of the back of this McKinsey paper, it was termed talent management. And talent management then becomes how do we find talent out in the marketplace and bring it in? How do we develop talent? How do we manage talent? Succession plan talent, move it across the globe. So really all talent management is 
is a new term for people management, just acknowledging looking at how we look for talent and do the succession planning. As you point out, there's been recognition that everyone has talent and that the best form of talent management is where we look at how we manage every individual's talent. And part of that is about finding out what that talent is. Mm. So it's kind of changed a bit over the years. But then for you to say, oh, I thought it might have died a death, it's still absolutely fundamental. How do we identify someone's talent and help them grow that within our organizations? Okay. So, and I know that you have some experience of this. So uh, for those who don't know, one of Helen's first big and shiny, chunky jobs was as, I want to say, head of talent. It had a different title. Head of people performance, I think, Ooh, was the official title. Nice. Um, but yes, when I first came into the role, it was a talent manager and then head of people performance later so all the same stuff <laughs> yeah okay so so you do have some experience of this i'm on the other side of the equation so i have experience of being managed as a talented individual obviously obviously uh-huh. um no so this is so you know my side of that is the you know this is what you get for being talented and it's also kind of fueled um an expectation from me from my employers now so as you said at the start the market is in favor of talented individuals well it certainly was and it probably will be again um so now i know that i'm practically unemployable because when i go into an employment role um, i know what i'm worth i know what i can demand and that can actually cause me a bit of tension now so um i'm often wondering whether being recognized as a, a talented individual earlier in life has actually led to greater complications now in fact so yeah there is some expectation developing if that mm-hmm. makes sense as a statement about uh, what talent can actually lead individuals to think about as well so yeah and it's certainly an issue whenever i've worked on talent programs where where people are called out as an organization's talent there is always this kind of issue of people saying oh yeah so i'm your talent what are you going to do for me then yeah so there is an issue with that expectation point and that's why a lot of organizations rework the wording around these things to shape it more as a how do you shape your career how do you shape your opportunities as opposed to we think your talent so now you get it on a plate absolutely and i think to that point exactly that's where talent has now become a much broader mm. um, question and people are looking more at potential and so what potential do you have uh how do you develop that potential? Because to, to, to massive degrees, everybody has some potential in something. And we often talk about at Totem developing our strengths mm-hmm. as opposed to working on our relative weaknesses. Because if you develop a strength, you'll become even better at it. If you develop a weakness, you'll become eh, at it. <laughs> Which is, you know, it's a waste of resources at the end of the day. So, yeah. Yeah, it's always a difficult one bringing in the word potential because it's the really difficult thing on how to measure and perhaps we can put links in below we've got so much material on how to measure potential what is potential there's not really a a simple succinct answer to that but there are some good indicators no true but i think we've got corn ferry and yse who are the big guns in our industry who have got got, some great research on it yeah they, they have got this nailed so we'll share some links to that below and uh feel free to click away I want to go back to something you said before about the whole being talent gives you an expectation of, well, what are you going to do for me? 
because LinkedIn Learning's workplace surveys, which are fantastic because they get thousands of respondents Mm. in the workplace telling them about their views on learning, their expectations on learning. And 94% of their respondents have said that if their company invested in their career, they would want to stay there longer. So I guess as much as we're talking about what is talent management, perhaps we can also talk about why talent management is important. Mm. If 94% of people would stay longer if you looked after their career, there's a good argument there to look after their career. And that's just good retention planning, people. Right. When we know the costs of how much, uh, the, the cost of bringing in someone new, the time it takes to hire, any recruitment agency costs, time of getting them up to speed, recruitment is expensive. So keeping hold of the talent we've already got should be a priority. Absolutely. Um, and from memory, I think those respondents said it was soft skills that they were more interested in. Is that correct? Uh, what it was saying was that the 94% of people who said, I'd like to stay here longer if you looked after my career, they were saying the number one thing that stopped them was time. And so if they want to develop their soft skills, their career development, they're not getting the time to do that, which raises a question about how as managers we allow that time for people's development. Uh, the point that you make about soft skills was actually about challenging talent management professionals. Ooh. So people who work in talent development, talent management, they were asked, what do you think are the most important things to develop, as were the executives of the business? Right. Now, this was really interesting to compare views. So both the leaders of the businesses and the talent management professionals agreed that the number one priority was to develop soft skills. You look at AI of the future, robots can't do emotional intelligence and the the soft skills of humanity so that is the number one priority to develop but past that they disagreed right so executives thought the number two priority was to look ahead to the future identify gaps and look at how those gaps could be filled in skills Mm -hmm. whereas the talent management professionals ranked that as number six So there's a divide between what leaders want and what talent management professionals are prioritizing. Interesting. Now, do you think that's a function of the different roles? So as someone who is looking after talent, my agenda is a little bit different, if you like, to a senior business leader who's, you know, steering the ship for want of a better analogy absolutely Um, is that a function of that yeah the very nature that a ceo's job is to look ahead is to do market planning hr professionals are known worldwide for not being so commercially astute so the ceo is looking ahead saying hang on a sec we're going to get some gaps in our market some changes in the work workplace how does that affect our skills gaps And talent management professionals not being that strategic in their thinking or commercially astute are more likely to look at what came up on the last performance appraisal. What is that telling us about our training needs analysis? Interesting. So uh, are we recommending, therefore, that anybody in the HR industry who's listening to this podcast just pulls their socks up a little bit, pokes their head above the parapet and just maybe asks their CEO? what what the business priorities are. I think yeah. you could distinguish yourself quite powerfully amongst your peers, from amongst your peers, by just beginning to ask those strategic questions. So I would encourage people Definitely. to think that way. 
Um, I mean, if you think about any of our materials around strategic business partnering, mm. that that's what it is. If you want to be a true business partner and every single person within the HR learning, OD, talent function, we all need to be strategic business partners. Mm. And that means speaking the language of the business and speaking to the future of where the business is going. So that's the commercial side of talent management, which is what it is. Most people, however, in the HR industry haven't really gone into human resources for any kind of strategic or commercial kind of thing. They've gone into human resources because they're like people quite often. And so what about the the, the sort of people side mm. of it? Is, is there any kind of stats around that? Well, I guess, I mean, my go-to point for stats around people is always the Gallup survey because they repeat that research so often and it's such a huge global scale. And so what we know from the Gallup surveys around employee engagement is that people enjoy their work more and become better at their jobs when there are certain things in place, good management practices, good development practices, career development, and so on. And I guess to your point about are we driven by the commercial gains or are we driven more by people? When David McLeod was asked by the UK government to look at, well, if engagement is the difference that could make the biggest difference to our economy, how do we take hold of that? How do we look at growing engagement in the UK economy? And the finding that he had was that 91% of employees care much more about working somewhere that's a pleasant place to work, working for a supportive manager, having career development, 91% of people placed all of that above how much they got paid. Mm. And so you've got there the power of, yes, talent management is about commercially growing the business. And perhaps even more so, or just equally so, talent management is about helping people to enjoy their work lives and I always talk about the positive cycle. When we enjoy our work lives, we enjoy our lives more. And when that happens, we tend to get better at our jobs and then we enjoy everything more. You just get this constant positive cycle. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think that's that's why you know I work at Totem. I think that's why you work at Totem. I think we've found that, that secret source, if you like, of just positively reinforcing our, our work lives uh, with our home lives. And to some degree, I do think the lockdown has really exposed for a lot of people where work is absolutely terrible and being at home and being with their kids. A lot of people I know are really reconsidering some of their sort of work and career choices and you yeah. know, more power to them. I think this is one of the benefits to have come out of uh, COVID-19, not that there were that many. Um so yeah, it's a really good time for, for people to reassess mm. their, their work-life balance. I'm not a big fan of that word, but you know, the, the, the work... Harmony, I heard harmony. recently. Nice. Oh, rhythm, work-life harmony. Like There's got to be harmony between your yeah. work and your, your personal life. I thought it was a really interesting... I quite like that, yeah. Take it. But just to your point about what are the good things coming out of COVID-19, I mean, we've talked a few times already about unconscious bias, Black Lives Matter, anti-racism. And it just strikes me that right now the push for talent management will be diversity and inclusion in talent management. Mm. Uh, so I've just been on a seminar this afternoon on how do we really challenge our recruitment practices to bring in talent that doesn't all just look like me. Yeah, And that I think is going to be the real challenge for talent management of the future. And that is actually really quite exciting. That is, that is the most needed change mm. 
that we've we've encountered so far and I, I'm I've got no idea where it's going to go or mm-hmm. what it's going to lead to hopefully it's going to lead to more diversity and inclusion but what does that mean for actual the commercial side of our business practice what does it mean for that and it, you know I'm, it's all very exciting stuff so yeah I think we're going to wrap it up there because it's school time and there's plenty of cars going past our window as always if you want to follow us there's there's a host of different platforms that we're currently on um one big thing i would say to everybody is that helen is writing a book as you know Mm -hmm. and is conducting interviews and research for the book Mm -hmm. if you would like to contribute in some way shape or form to those research conversations please get in touch have a little rummage around our website figure out you know what it is we you might want to contribute and um yeah we'll we'll connect and, and figure it all out other than that have a great day everybody thank you